Welcome back to another episode of Practical Nutrition. I'm Alex. I'm Cassie. I'm Sarah. And I'm Amanda. And today is a special day on Practical Nutrition. We are switching things up. We have somebody very special with us, and he happens to not only be my husband, but my best friend since middle school. Oh, we're so cute. <laughs> um, everybody, please welcome my husband, Riley. Yay. Welcome, welcome. He is joining us today to share his experiences and journey with nutrition, health, and exercise. He's had quite the journey. As we know, everyone has a different experience and goals with their health, whether it's decreasing their risk of chronic disease that runs in their family, adding more lean weight, losing body fat, losing weight in general. Everybody has a different journey. Today, we're going to dive into Riley's journey um, and kind of talk about his weight loss. Uh, to give you some background, he's 28 years old. He was born and raised in Springfield. Riley currently develops multifamily housing in the Midwest. He was a football player his whole life, playing mostly on the offensive line. He weighed roughly 310 pounds and ate at least 5,000 calories per day to maintain his needed mass for his position. He's also six feet three, so he's pretty tall. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, the average starting offensive lineman in the FBS, which is what the conference is for Missouri State, is 305 pounds with a height of 6'4". And really their job is to create space for a football carrier to run by either pushing the defensive player backwards past the line of scrimmage or pushing them to the side to allow the ball carrier to move through. So you have to be really strong, have lots of mass, be able to move people around to make way for the runner to go through people. The point being, you need to be tall and strong to push people around. After college, Riley got an opportunity with the Green Bay Packers. Gross. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> Not that your opportunity was gross, but I'm a Bears fan, um, so whatever, it's fine. Um, after football, Riley wanted to make a change from his football composition to something different. He wasn't sure where that journey would take him, but he started with making a choice. After changing his mindset and setting his new goals, Riley dropped roughly 90 pounds and down to 218 pounds in around a year's time. So with that being said... And just a small introduction. It was super short, I know. <laughs> we want to thank Riley for being here with us today. And let's start with some questions from our dietitians. We're just going to keep things rolling and see all the things that we can learn about Riley. And Cassie's going to start us off. So what made you want to make a change? Well, I mean, so I weighed 310. Um, all my friends, you know, I, I played center and guard first off on the offensive line. So we're probably the thicker, shorter guys. Um, I weighed 305 to 310 throughout my career, and all my buddies weighed anywhere from 300 to 330, so we're fairly heavy. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, obviously in college, you see kids graduate and then come back. They either lost a bunch of weight and came back at 220, looking really in shape, or they got up to 350. And so I just told myself, and I, I saw plenty of guys over the years do it. So. That's what made me want to make a change. I saw the guys lost it and saw the guys who just gained it, and I didn't want to, didn't want to be the one who gained it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah, and now he comes back to Missouri State, and his teammates from them will just walk by him and not even say hi. Well, yeah. you recognize him. I, I do. I walk by people because I'm from Springfield. Yeah. Um, so I walk by people in the grocery store, and they just ignore me. So unless they don't want to talk to unless you, unless they see me recently. Yeah, you look very different. I've yeah, pictures it, I've it seen. Is yeah, it is different. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, my my ID when I would go out to get a beer or something, people yeah. thought it was a fake. And <laughs> I have to tell them, no, it's actually me. Yeah. <laughs> Just lost a lot of weight. Yeah. So where did you start? Like, what were your initial goals? Well, so my roommate at the time walked on to Missouri State. He lost a bunch of weight. So he probably weighed 280 and then got down to 190. And 
<clears throat> he lost it probably. I, I saw he did it because he quit before me mm-hmm. and he was done before me. Um, and he probably didn't eat as much as he should have at the time. And so I took pieces from him and, and two or three other guys I saw do it and just kind of put it together and thought maybe this would be the plan I, I would I would take. But my initial goal wasn't necessarily a, a 250 is probably what I started with. Um, so that's 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. But I got down to like 270, 275. And then I, I, stalled, I stalled there for a minute. Because when the reality of it is, when you're pretty heavy, you don't have to do a lot to lose weight. Right. So I think, you know, I still lifted every day. I didn't do a ton of cardio. And then I dropped down to 270 and I just stuck there for a few weeks. And then I finally weighed myself. And I was like, geez, I'm not dropping any weight. So then I got a little more serious. And then I hit the 250 mark. And then it just kind of kept going based off my body composition. That's kind of how I judged it. It was never a weight or a number deal for me. Yeah, it's just where you ended up. Yeah, pretty <laughs> That's much. That's awesome. How did you shift nutrition into the priority spot in your life? Um, I think it, it got different as I kept going. I mean, so like from 310 to 270, I probably just ate a little bit less but still didn't eat the best quality foods and I could lose the weight. And then from 270 to 250, I ate better quality foods and then also watched the amount I ate. So I tried to eat whole foods, just real food basically. Um, and then, uh, but my, my, my priorities though, I mean, get back to your question is, it, it just, they changed. I mean, I, I just, it was a little bit restrictive to start and then I had to focus more on the quality of food and then from 250 to 230, I focused on everything. I counted my macros. I did all that stuff. So, um, and then to make it a priority, I mean, I just had to plan accordingly. Going from 310 to 270, I mean, it wasn't a big, it wasn't hard to do. I mean, just eat a little bit less. And then going from 270 to 230, you know, I had to prepare my meals, plan ahead. Um, sometimes I go on road trips for work. So I'd pack my lunches, my breakfast. Um, I would just make sure I didn't have any excuse to screw up, basically. Right. That's yeah. good. That is cool. And you use MyFitnessPal a lot. Yeah. Tracking when, when, stuff. when I track my macros, I logged everything in MyFitnessPal, which I would probably recommend to anybody because even if you just do it for a year, you don't have to do it ever again. Yeah. Because intuitively, you kind of know, mm-hmm. you know what a certain food is to you and you know how you feel because you did it for a whole year. You kind of learned your body pretty well. Right. Um, so I, I think it was a big benefit to me. Yeah, and we recommend that to some of our clients. I mean, it depends on the client, but if we feel like there's something that's missing and we're not find, figuring out what it is, we have clients to log their food to kind of figure out what's the missing piece if they're not seeing the results they want to see. And there's some people that are super numbers-driven like that, that want to see all of that, and then there's it's, other people that want don't want anything to do with this. I feel like it depends it's, it's on... It's a big commitment. I yeah. mean, if you track all the food you eat, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to weigh it. You got to measure it, weigh it, package it, make sure you're eating what, exactly what you say. I mean, it it was kind of a obsession at some point yeah. because, mm-hmm. it, and it gets to that point with a lot of people. And so then at the end of that, I had to kind of realize, hey, it's okay to, to eyeball stuff yeah. and, and be more intuitive about what you eat because it will get a little hard to, to do. Or like you go out with your friends and mm-hmm. they're like, hey, let's get a pizza. And you're like... Uh, I'm just going to 
have my pre-packaged meal or whatever it is and you bring it to the restaurant so you can get over the top with it if you're not careful that's for sure which yes. we've talked about before mm-hmm. yes we have we don't want you to be you know with your goals and all that and do things that align with them but definitely like you said it can get extreme and over the top and i know you had a hard breakup with my fitness pal but it's okay i pay, i did the premium service I paid <laughs> yeah you did and then i realized i was still paying for it and so i had to i had to cut it loose yeah we had a good time, a good time. <laughs> so whenever you were losing your weight you kind of talked about tracking your macros and all that stuff can you give us a glimpse as to like what your typical day of eating looked like yeah i um so when I, like I said, it, it kind of went in three phases for my mm-hmm. three different weights. But like the today, I guess um, I just tried to eat. Uh, I kind of get close to 200 grams of protein is why I ballpark. So I tried to eat enough protein. But I mean, when I was really dieting, I had eggs. Um, How many eggs? I mean, I just eat a well-balanced breakfast. Um, or sometimes I'd skip breakfast. I'd eat like a later breakfast, pre-lined up two lunches. They'd just be spread out like by three or four hours. But it was all like lean meat, potatoes. I mean, really each meal just consisted of a some sort of lean protein, a carb. I ate a lot of fruit just because I love fruit. Um, so I probably ate fruit with every single meal just because I liked it. And then um, I try to eat vegetables. I don't love vegetables, but I eat them. I mean, I love certain things i'm not i don't hate all vegetables but we try to mix it up they're a little bit harder to eat in your diet but i I guess it just varies i mean i i just try to eat well-balanced meals and eat whole food because i always feel i always felt better as it got further along i focused more on probably like my gut health and digestion than i did anything Mm -hmm. just because i felt like if i digested easier i just seemed to feel better and i felt like i looked all right so i was cool with it yeah that's kind of cool to say like you just kind of based it off of how you felt you know yeah. once you got done like the tracking you can and all tell that stuff if you eat healthy consistently and then you eat bad you can mm-hmm. tell how your body's supposed to feel yeah, exactly, yeah so if you do it for i mean a month if you eat healthy for a month and then you go eat some bad food you can tell wow i i feel way worse so it's good negative reinforcement it is yeah, yeah. A good negative reinforcement. and then you don't want to feel like that again yeah. so you can't right. eat that way i mean and that's yeah. how I, that's how i feel yeah. today that's yeah. good and it's it's a good way to to change how you're motivated so you're not fighting not wanting to eat that all the time because yeah. you really don't want to right yeah yeah it's not worth it can you give us a glimpse i didn't have this question i just came up in my head um of like a day of eating as an offensive lineman back oh, in the yeah. day oh sure. yeah um, <laughs> of course I, I will. This, <laughs> I know this better than a lot, but um, I mean, we'd have breakfast for sure, all of us together, and then like I'll give you like a training camp yeah. kind of day. Yeah, yeah. We would eat breakfast, um, then we'd go lift or something. We'd have a chocolate milk snacks after that. Of course, like some sort of pro. It'd be a decent snack for you. What was uh, your pre-workout breakfast? I want to know. What yeah, <sighs> yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> oh man, it, it was probably. A little bit of protein, like some eggs and stuff, but it'd probably be like a lot of toast and other things. Yeah. I mean, just a, probably simple, yeah. normal breakfast, yeah. like yeah. an American breakfast, like an eggs, toast, bacon. bacon, yeah, that kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. and then then hit the field. So we go lift, <laughs> get a milk, come back, hang out for a couple hours, do meetings, then eat lunch. And I mean, you eat lunch; it's a, it's a big lunch. I mean, you know, you weigh three hundred pounds, so you eat a lot of food. Um, so you probably have two plates at lunch, yeah. maybe three. How you're feeling. Like, what would a meal be like? Like, if they had, 
like let's just say they had turkey. I'd probably have three plates, turkey on each plate, and then potatoes on each plate, and then something else on each plate. And then I'd probably get a couple cookies on my way. Out. <laughs> <laughs> just because you want something sweet to top them off. Like <laughs> and then um, we get snacks later in the day. Go practice, um, have a snack after that, and then we have dinner. Dinner basically a bigger meal than lunch, and then after dinner big guys always got second dinner so you eat another dinner that you get to take on your way home which was a bag <laughs> it was two sandwiches an apple and two cookies <laughs> and you eat that and you go to sleep and you do it all over again yeah i know there's times that you said that you'd have dinner and then you would also go to sonic <clears throat> after like the we, second dinner yeah we would and then guys who would go on dates we'd always give them a hard time because <clears throat> they go on a date and They'd be eating beforehand, <laughs> and then they'd be getting ready to take their girl out to go eat dinner. Yeah. We, we always had two dinners for the most part. Yeah, that's awesome. Fun. It, it was fun. I, I don't know if I'd do it again, but it was yeah. it was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what was your exercise regimen like when you after football? I so we lifted and ran in football. Um, and even though I was heavy, we still ran like gassers mm-hmm. and sprints and those sorts of things. So I continued lifting because I enjoy it. Um, so I lifted probably five days a week, roughly. And then after I, I did that and didn't do any cardio for a little bit. And then I started running. I got into doing, I did a half marathon. And I ran up until like eight weeks until the half marathon. I had been running for a long time doing like 10 miles I was feeling good and then I just got tired so I stopped running and then I did do the half marathon and finished it but yeah it was, and he finished it not only we bring it together he finished it one step ahead of me yeah, so he I, finished I, one second he like leaned forward at the last second and beat right. me by a second so I won the half marathon <laughs> but I still I still looked at that the whole thing because my goal was because you are really strong as I'm so I mean you know, guys squat 600 plus pounds and they can bench 450 or so pounds, give or take on how strong you are. And I, I knew I wasn't going to be that strong, but I wanted to have some muscle on me. I didn't want to yeah. look bad, I guess. So that's, that was my goal. So I kept lifting and then I did more cardio. And then, then I, after I started running, I did more like CrossFit, like hit workouts and then lifted. And then that's kind of what I do today. I'll, I run with Alex a little bit and then I do some cardio, like hit workouts, and I still live five days a week. Okay. Did you incorporate those numbers into MyFitnessPal as well? I didn't. I okay. never tracked I my activities. Yeah, I, yeah. I, um, I did my own programming for a while because, you know, I, I've worked out for, including high school, nine years. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of did the, our college programming more on the weight side, and I just did it myself. And then now I pay for it because I get to the gym after work and – I just, I'm too lazy to even yeah. decide what to do. So I I'd recommend you. anybody yeah. to do that. I like someone telling me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> All you gotta do is walk in. If, so, yeah. if it's not written down, I'll just go in. I'll just, I'll do like five things. Yeah. And I'll throw it together right before I walk in the door and it's probably bad. Mm-hmm. So it, it's best I do it that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know you talk about my fitness pal, but it, was there anything else that helped you stay on track? Whether it be exercise, motivation, nutrition? Um... Did I use any other services? That I, I don't think I did. Um, my fitness pal, I mean, I got a little competitive in like doing some CrossFit stuff. Yeah, you did some competitions. And I stuff. mean, I did I did one. It was the HOA one in Springfield. Oh, but, yeah. you know, I probably wasn't any good at it. But um, 
I mean, stuff like that kind of kept... Give yourself some credit. Stuff like that kind of keeps you going a little bit, a little benchmarks. Like the half marathon was a benchmark, even though I stopped running a month or two beforehand, Mm -hmm. and it it sucked when I did it. Um, You know, it made me run up until that point, and then the CrossFit stuff, and then just overall... I guess really just not being I, I've never been really satisfied like football has never satisfied that much I've lived and then now it's just like I never feel like I've I've made it so but mm-hmm. I guess the fact is you never do I mean you're gonna have to work out until you die if you want to stay in shape so mm-hmm. that's just, it is what it is so but I enjoy it too so yeah. I mean you do stuff enough you just enjoy it so. right, yeah. and you mentioned benchmarks so would you say like small goals like that helped you kind of stay on yeah, track I I mean so I had some friends that did it the, the numbers way where they benchmarked the number and they yeah. hit a number, they hit a new number. Um, but I think that there's a negative to that, at least what I saw. I'm sure you guys know better than I do, but the guys who chased the number probably didn't have the best overall body composition mm-hmm. that the people who just did it more naturally. Mm-hmm. And I mean more naturally, they just, you know, they weren't focused on getting 230 from 250. They were just focused on... Like trusting the process. And yeah, they were yeah. focused on... You know, obviously, you need to lose pounds at some point because mm-hmm. you're eating too much. But if you just focus on eating good food um, and working out correctly, because I think sometimes when the people chase a number, they're doing things that probably aren't, probably that you guys wouldn't advise being, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. like skipping meals and those sorts of things, which overall, you know, hurt their body composition mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Right. They didn't retain as much muscle and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And they do it like almost anything to just be a certain number. But once you get there, what's yeah. the on the scale? Yeah, what's yeah. the goal? I mean, yeah. yeah. So I like that. that you well, and then that. we had some guys that who did chase the number, and the odds of them rebounding back are a little bit higher than the guys who didn't because they did. They probably did it um, the shorter way, which mm-hmm. by if you skip meals and that sort of thing, you can get there. But you also revert back to mm-hmm. where you came from. I think a little bit easier. Right. So. Yeah. How sustainable and realistic is that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what was the most difficult part of your journey? I think, I don't know if this will be a unique answer or not, but, you know, you surround yourself with certain friends and family, and they get used to you doing stuff a certain way. And that's not something I expected when you make a shift to lose weight. And I mean, because it's a big shift to, to drop a significant amount of weight about it was 50, 100 pounds or 25 pounds and um, you'll get a little pushback from from people that are close to you not not because they uh, you know want you to be heavy necessarily but just because I think uh, sometimes people are insecure about themselves in certain ways and, and they show that by criticizing other people and you know so I, I think that one and I'm not saying that it was anybody in my family in particular but You'll get pushback from your friends and, and people are close to you, inevitably, I'm sure. And that was something I didn't expect. And at some point, you just need to, I mean, depending on who you're around, you either need to change your friend group or just not care and just stay on your own path and do what you need to do. But that was probably the toughest part, I think. That's very wise. Yeah. Because <laughs> finding balance is definitely important, but also, like, somebody being like, why don't you just eat the, why don't you just eat the pizza or why don't you yeah. just get the ice cream? And you know? it's not, I mean... If you look at it as a, as a one-off meal, eating pizza, it's not a problem with that. Correct. I mean, you yeah. can do you can do all those things, but yeah. um, you know, depending on your lifestyle and who you're around and how much you go out, 
I mean, you do have to make sacrifices ultimately to, to achieve your goal. And so some people won't get that and you'll get some pushback. So I think if you're doing it, that's what you need to be prepared for. And just know, you know, you can explain to those people. And sometimes, frankly, sometimes it's easier just to tell them, just lie to them so you don't feel well. I mean, if you get someone who gives you a lot of pushback, I mean, I'm not telling anyone they should lie, but I mean, sometimes it's easier for a couple mm-hmm. people that just don't get it or don't get what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically it's fine. You explain to someone what your goals are and they, they come around to it. Yeah. And you said that was probably one of the hardest parts. Um, is there something that was a surprise to you or is that kind of the same answer? I think it's a similar answer. That was, that was surprising. Mm-hmm. I think I was a little surprised when I weighed myself a, I went to my dad's house and I weighed 270 and I was like, geez, I lost a pound in two <laughs> weeks. That was surprising to me. <laughs> I mean, because I thought... I did all the things. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was going to be a pretty smooth sailing deal and um, it was a little bit harder probably yeah. than I thought, but then once I took the step and got a little bit more serious, mm-hmm. it, it went pretty smooth though, but you do have to commit to it. Yeah, and I like that just that because we we talked about it in the podcast as well. Just when you lose weight, it gets harder, and a lot of times people expect for it to be easy, you know, or the the same things that they did at the beginning to continue working as Mm -hmm. well. Um, And I also like that you broke it up and you weren't just okay. I'm gonna eat, you know, all the right foods and and the correct amounts and track everything from the very beginning. That might have helped you be successful too. You started off with okay, I'm just gonna eat less, you know, and so. that small things thing. yes yeah and so you were moving forward um, that's probably a better yeah. way to put it i mean if i would have gone from 310 said i'm gonna track everything in my yeah. face bell i probably would have failed right right in a fast yeah. way too so yeah so um, we see a lot of success with our clients and yeah. with that kind of thing and um you know and everybody's journey is a little different but mm-hmm. people that do you know just take that little step forward and build yeah. on that which it sounds like you did a really good job of that so yeah. um and and then you know looking at habits that's the next question because that does help build habits so are there um, habits that you built in the journey that still work for you and has anything changed yeah i think um the habits of, of staying prepared and making your meals. I, like I said, I go on road trips for work. So if I know that I'm going to be in a situation where I'm going to have to eat out and maybe sometimes I don't want to, it's like a time thing. I mean, now I take pretty efficient road trips because I just eat while I drive. Mm-hmm. It's probably, maybe it's not, probably not smart. But, um, <laughs> but, it's a good life skill though. Let's be real. Driving children. This is a realistic podcast, yeah. people. Okay. <laughs> You've eaten and driven. Let's be real. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, I, habits are, you know, I started, I've always been a morning person, but I used to wake up earlier even and then work out, eat. Um, I mean, the best habit that that's probably just turned into the, what I talked about feeling good is I just started eating whole foods. I mean, that's the best thing you can do, I think, because I start, and then I can tell sometimes, I mean, Alex and I'll do it, I mean. I'd probably do it more than she does, but, you know, I'll have a bunch of ice cream one night or I'll have pizza and ice cream and maybe something else. <laughs> but, um, and then I'll feel terrible for like the next two days. And then I, I, I tell myself, well, I, I don't know why I did that, but, um, I think just building habits of eating good foods that are natural because then you'll just feel 10 times better and then you'll wonder why you ate the way you did in the yeah. first place. And that gives you a different motivation besides just the you know scale number or your percent as well as how you feel i think that's great yeah yeah. definitely so do you cook the food at home or how does that work (laughs) how are these meals prepared i love that that was good 
question, Alex. Um, so and moving on. I'm just kidding. Before Alex and I got married, I was single. And when I was single, I made all my food. So I would take sweet potatoes. I was like more of a production cook. I took Correct. like 10 sweet potatoes. I chopped them all up. I put them on a pan of tinfoil. Um, and I, I roast them. And then I would cook like 15 chicken breasts. And then... Um, you know, and then I'd have fruit typically, and then some sort of vegetable. And I would just eat that every meal the whole that whole week, uh, except for dinner. Dinner I'd change up, and I'd have like some sort of maybe some sort of red meat or something, rice and something else. But uh, that's how I did cook. And then <clears throat> Alex was in SLU when we started dating in St. Louis, and I cooked the same way then. Um, and then finally, when we got married. Now I do a little bit less cooking. But <laughs> a little bit. Because I, I can't have chicken sweet potatoes for every meal. Yeah. I got to switch it up. See, and I think that's important for the audience to know. <laughs> if uh, when you do get married or if you're already married and your wife doesn't want everything you want, then you have to compromise. So that's what we did. I compromise on what I eat. And then she helps cook more of the food. So Yeah. Add variety. You like more veggies now. Yeah, yeah. We, it's probably better for me. Yeah, it's good. But It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> funny. Okay, back to habits. We talked yes. about like your nutrition habits and how those have kind of warped a little bit. What about your exercise habits? Um, so, I mean, recently I, I work out in the afternoons for the most part. Um, I, I've been running sometimes in the mornings with Alex. Um, but I've always been, um, I've always worked out. I typically lift on Monday, Tuesday, um, and then do some cardio on Wednesday. And then I lift on Thursday, Friday. And then on Saturday, it's kind of like a, a freebie day. Um, the program I have now, I do some stuff on Saturdays. But typically, if I feel like you know going to the gym and doing some arms or something small that doesn't really do anything, and then running or something like that, I just pick whatever I want to do. I just do something active. Um, on the programming I do now, I mean, you can do a walk, bike ride, or whatever. But typically, we run or... I go lift or something like that but and I just carried that forward because when in college that's what we did every week we lifted four to five times a week and so I just carried it forward I just told myself I wouldn't stop because I, I saw I saw a lot of guys stop lifting and then they just get really they just get skinny and that's what they are and mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm not thinking skinny guys or anything but um I tried, I wanted to retain some muscle, so that's why I kept it, doing it the way I did. Yeah, which I think is awesome. So, what advice would you give to somebody wanting to start a journey with their health after going through what you've kind of gone through? Um, I think it, the first advice I'd give is to look and see if you know, well, if you know anyone who's done it. And what I did was I saw four or five guys. I was fortunate because I saw a lot of guys do it because they, they were already heavy, so they either gained weight or lost weight. But so I, you know, be, between the thirty guys I knew, I picked like five or six and picked the things I liked and disliked from each case, and then kind of approached it that way. I thought that was pretty helpful to me because, I mean, I, I saw how they were, and how happy they were, kind of on the approach they took, and I think piecing the parts together that I thought were more I guess sustainable work the best and uh, achieve your goals the right way is the way I approached it so I mean if I were going to advise somebody I'd say you know see if you can find a couple of cases out there people who did it and maybe what were the positives and negatives of how they did it and then 
try and formulate a plan that's going to work for you. I mean, it's, it's going to be different for everybody, I think, mm-hmm. um, based off your lifestyle, what your job is, um, how much time you have, that sort of thing. But, I mean, and then the, the biggest piece of advice I give would be, you know, plan accordingly. If you got, I mean, if you have to go out of town for four days and you're going to Fargo, North Dakota or something, I mean, I don't know, and there's not anywhere <laughs> but fast food. I'm just, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've been to Fargo, we've played North Dakota State and there's nothing there. Um, but if you're going somewhere where you're limited food options, I mean, bring food with you, just plan accordingly, know what your future self would want and kind of move backwards and, and try to formulate a plan that's going to work best so you can... So you don't look yourself in the mirror a week later and say, oh, I'll do it next week or I'll do it the next week. Yeah, there's always Monday, you know what I mean? Yeah. Making those changes. And it sounds like small changes, building those habits, figuring out where you're at and what's going to work well for you because there's not like a one-size-fits-all, kind of like what you mentioned. Yeah, and I think you, know. you have the internet nowadays too. I mean, get, usually, And dietitians. Yeah, well, no, no, I, I'm not talking about that. But <laughs> definitely, I mean... A dietitian, well, I mean, I was fortunate because I'm married to a dietitian. Yeah. So I got some good advice. But, um, you know, go online and, and see what other people have done if you don't know anyone personally. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, call someone like you guys to, to get some expert advice. Because, I mean, there are certain things on the Internet that you should not do, definitely. There's probably more not to do than you should do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can see, you can at least see some, some things and, and some different approaches to try and, that, that'd be a decent way to approach it. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Um, anything else to add? Anybody? Okay. Well, that wraps it up for us today with this episode of Practical Nutrition. If you have any other questions for Riley or any of us, please let us know. Reach out on social media, email us, anything like that. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. That was awesome to hear about that. And you're really an inspiration and I'm really proud to be your wife um, and help you reach whatever goals you want to achieve. Um, and one last thing, it's our one year anniversary of Practical Nutrition. Yes, it is. So it's been one year that we've been running Practical Nutrition. So if you have topics or anything like that, um, we forgot to wear our party hats, but we wanted to mention that it has been a year. So... Yeah. That's exciting for thank us. Thank you for keeping us alive. Yes, yes. thank you. We appreciate it. Um, so this was another episode of Practical Nutrition. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye, Bye guys.